You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. You can download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our Locked On Rooms. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. And you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get them. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets at Walker Mail and at not of the scribe. We've been trying to do some player evaluations. We've also been talking about John Hollinger's articles, discussing the contracts that could go to potential Charlotte Hornet free agents, Malik Monk, Devonte Graham, the salary cap space. We've been discussing that quite a bit, but now we're going to go to the NBA mock draft. Once again, yes. you already know my pick. Zaire Williams was the guy <laughs> locked in. Nada was not happy about it, but it was the number one guy on my board. It shouldn't have been a surprise. If I put Zaire number one on my board with the given players that we had, the James Plowright exercise where he sent a survey to all of the people or majority of the people that cover the Hornets. And we put our uh, top five, top 13 together of the players that are most likely to be there. I think it was Scotty Barnes and Kaminga. Those guys, Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Green. Those were the players that were not listed for good reason. There's no way they're going to be there at 11. But I, I really like Zaire. You guys have heard that a million times. The the uh, NBA mock draft podcast did not. So yeah, um, no, 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 no. Can, can I can I start here? Because please I have do things to say. You came out here, and you know what you did with this pick? Because again, I want to set this up. They roasted you. <laughs> stop! Stop it! You are being dramatic. You had us out here looking like Larry Holmes against whoever, flabby and sick. We can't be <laughs> doing this. Like you came out here and embarrassed. You make me look bad. No, nope. you know, I. You made you made me look bad. I can't believe you did that to me. I you really know what? Can't. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take some words from you and use them against you. You can thank me later when Zaire Williams is awesome in the NBA. And everyone's discussing, oh, man, you know, he was always a boomer bust, but, you know, we didn't expect him to be this good. You can thank me later, Nada. And when he's got a Hornet uniform on and he's doing all of that with LaMelo Ball, you can thank me then and you can thank me later. I'm excited about it. But, you know, I, I, all of the criticism is fair, right? I, I yeah. We know what this guy is. He is boomer bust. And I understand that the numbers are bad. <laughs> it, it makes you a little uneasy. It makes me uneasy. You know, I mean, Very. there's certainly some there's certainly some factors that go into this. When you talk about a 37% from the field performance, a 29% performance from three, like that's awful there. There's no doubt about it. You look at some of the other advanced stats and they don't point to anything necessarily all that great. The stat that you can point to, to help you out. There's a couple, the free throw percentage. He shot 80%. That's usually a pretty damn good indicator of how you can shoot from three point range. Uh, you're not going to be Fair a enough. bad shooter and shoot 80% from free throw uh, from the free throw line. So I look at that and I think, okay, that's something that can translate. He also really, re he relied too much on pull up jumpers, but I believe he was in the 53rd percentile. It's pretty efficient when on pull up jumpers, especially if you start to have better shot selections on those pull ups. It also shows that he's extremely comfortable handling the basketball. I, I love his pick and roll game. Like I just think when you have a six ten guy who's got the six ten wingspan that has the ability to slip passes to the roll guy. I just think he's a really good decision maker within the PNR. And I think he's 
executed on that. He needs to hit more shots. He needs to drive to the lane. He needs to have a ton more weight on him. But you know what else I saw last night, Nada? When they were chronicling Giannis's journey to a championship. I did see that too. Right? When he was drafted, Giannis weighed like 185, 190 pounds. It's what Zaire Williams weighs at about 6'9", 6'10". Giannis is now 240 pounds because they did an excellent job of putting weight on him. It's not just Giannis yet. Maybe that dramatic of an increase. If you're talking about a 50 pound increase. Okay. Yeah. That's insane. That, that, that's, that's one. Yeah. That's one in a million, but I, I do see where you're going with this because you see it all the time. Even give me 20. Let's just get Zaire Williams to two Oh five. That is extremely attainable. I listened to this guy interview He's really cerebral, in my opinion, compared to the other interviews that I've heard. Um, you know, you can chalk that up to the Stanford or whatever, but I, I, I really like Zaire. But yeah, I mean, they just kept honing in on the numbers more so. And, and I don't think that ext- I don't think that includes the context of him only playing 20 games compared to everybody else having played really like 28 to 30. I, I think when you talk about him having taken a month off in the middle of the season, I mean, there was a long break, even in the middle where he comes back. And then I think he plays maybe the second half, maybe even just like eight. I just think it, all of that matters. And so that, that's why I really like Zaire, but, but not a heard some of the analysis. What did you agree with? What did you disagree with? I, I, there's, there's a lot of this that I, like you said, you brought up one of the big things is I think judging people on just last season, especially college players, can be a little bit dicey considering that normally college ball is played in spots where they're home and away. COVID kind of ruined a lot of aspects, so it may inflate some numbers and it may depress some numbers. Guys like Cam Thomas out of LSU, Zaire Williams, those guys probably had a negative effect to everything that happened, on top of which Zaire had the injuries and everything else like that. So I do, like, the thing is, there's a part of me that really does understand everything and why you selected Zaire Williams because he's a straight upside swing for the fences type of pick. I get it because if he hits, that's your number two. The only thing it like, and that's where I, I get it. I also don't think like using college efficiency is one of those things that will get you in trouble because it. There are a lot of people that like to game the test on that. We're seeing, we're kind of seeing it now with what Ben Simmons did with LSU. And I remember everyone talking about efficiency then as well. Like there is a way to be efficient, but I also think we harp on efficiency way too much in a basketball game because sometimes you're the best player and you got to shoot people out of stuff. So I, I, I get it. I get it. I understand. But like, I don't think your pick is as crazy as. It is now. Granted, Book Knight was there, and I'll never forgive you for that. <laughs> that that's your guy. Time, I understand. But at the same time, you stuck to your board. That's something that is very, very admirable. Because I'm not sure Thank I would have. And we'll leave it at there. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I mean, I saw Jeremy Wu said something like this, who's often been an NBA draft analyst that we've used here in the Locked On Podcast Network. He said the workouts with all of the teams have been very good, so much so that he's a top 20 prospect 
um, and that that he's he'll probably go there, which I guess isn't some kind of groundbreaking information. But if anybody thought that he would go outside the top 20, which there are people that have him ranked that low just because they're so scared of him. Um, maybe that's not the case. We'll see if uh, if it happens. He did get an invite, by the way. I saw Jonathan Gavoni. Yes, he actually he tweeted did. this yesterday um, that only 20 people got an invite to the green room. Zaire Williams is one of them. I I, I bet. I bet he might be a guy that shocks some people where he's taken. I really do. He just interviews so well. I'm not saying that's the end all be all for how you should pick him, but he interviews well. We know how NBA teams and NFL teams. Oh yeah, th- this guy's got a good head on his shoulders. Okay, I guess that's important. Hey, but- look, look, look. You can trust him. Like right again, and this is this is where I keep trying to tell people this is a people business. Sometimes, like if you can show that you are trustworthy, that you're going to show up, you're going to work. You're going to have a career not only in the league, but you're going to have a coaching career at some point. So I'm absolutely here for the he interviewed well, he he worked out well. And if that's the case and they love him for that, yo, I'm not going to be here to argue against that. Not again, cool. I'm not an idiot. So what I heard is that you're now putting him up number one on your board. That's great. That's not an analysis. Make <laughs> sure you that put far. that and take it to the bank. This episode we'll, is we'll brought to out. you. No, but, but, but that's the thing, Walker. We'll find out who's number who's new number one on my board because I have a new number one. More than book night? Yeah. Oh, my God. Nada, you are crazy. Can't wait to get to it. This episode is brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or your favorite sport. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You can even find locked on hosts across the NBA in the Green Room app. Go download the free Green Room app now. Currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NBA. NBA group, the NHL, MLB. There are plenty of groups to join for the latest league updates. I know you'll find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. Download the Green Room app today. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. We'll discuss some of the other prospects that would we would be really happy with. Even if it's not a Zaire, it doesn't mean that I'm going to be throwing my shoe at the TV as soon as they announce anybody other than Zaire. There are still guys that I very much like in this NBA draft that could be there at number 11. We'll talk about those guys next coming up on the Lockdown Horn podcast this is locked on hornets and the google description here says on contracts made before june where the wheat is deliverable in december either wheat of the grades named or numbered <laughs> b shares batik of new york n dot b dot a dot so take that for what you will it's a lot of information i just threw at you i apologize what was the grade the yeah the wheat was graded uh c minus let's get them on it's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. What Zaire Williams needs to do is he needs to eat a lot of built bars, hit the weight room, and make sure he puts some pounds <laughs> on him because, boy, oh, boy, he is skinny, but he can get there. The NBA does do a good job of putting weight on these guys. Did you know that built bar has so many delicious flavors, all of the staples, cherry barcia, double chocolate, salted caramel. In fact, they're all covered in chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew. Maybe the calories need to be up to more for Zaire, but not for me, not for a lot of people listening to this podcast. It's low in calories. It's low in sugar, but it's high in fiber and it's high in protein. So there's some good things for you as well. Coming from built bar, go to built.com and use promo code locked 15 and you'll get 
15% off of your order. Again, use promo code uh, LOCKED15 for 15% off when you visit BuiltBar.com. All right, let's talk about some of the other guys, Nada. And you said you have a new number one. You had been angry at me for not taking James Booknight when he was available. That's been your guy. I know you came around on Kai Jones a little bit more than you were, but it was still James Booknight number one. You're telling me somebody else has grasped your bachelor draft rose and it's not book night staying anymore the only reason that he's this guy is the number one guy is because i think there's a legitimate shot at getting him it may take a trade up but i do believe that there's a shot at getting him his name would be one jonathan kaminga numero uno with a bullet as you see he is the quote-unquote falling guy right now and if that kind of kid with that kind of motor that did show out in in, in the G League Ignite, Ignite with other grown-ass adults, if he's there in that 8 to 10 range, you got to go get him. Because if we're talking about a guy that you can put around LaMelo and grow with him and trusting the Greensboro system, if Jonathan Kaminga is available, you have to find a way to go get him, bar none. I'm sorry. I, again, that guy being that kind of athlete, and I'm just imagining a fast break with LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier, or Gordon Hayward, your choice, Kamenga, Miles Bridges, and P.J. Washington. Could you just imagine all the athleticism, Walker? Can you imagine that? Do you understand why he's my number one? He's my new number one right now. I, I'm just surprised that you think he'll drop far enough for the Hornets to trade up for a possibility to go get him. So, and, and I've seen some of this, right? There are people that have Kaminga maybe even further down than a Scotty Barnes or, you know, you, you might have a couple of guys you like more. Kaminga is the, the falling player. It used to be a top five draft. Then it was like a top four. And then Kaminga was in a class by himself. And then everybody else. Now it feels like he's just the top player of even the tier below what that top five was. I still don't think that the Charlotte Hornets are going to be able to get him, And therefore, that's why Kaminga is not number one on my board. But you think there's a realistic shot that he could fall to eight? Like, is that a Scotty Barnes going ahead? Is that that's I mean, Scotty Barnes? And I think I don't I, there's a part of me that thinks Giddy's going to get rated higher than people think. Either Giddy or Sangoon. He was dead last in my rankings, by the way. Yeah. yeah. And, and a lot of people love them some Giddy. And dare I say Moses Moody, too. Like, I think Moses Moody is not going to be in that 8 to 10. Like, I think they're, they're going to be guys that are going to look for designated slots. I think, especially with a Orlando Magic team that has some has a lot of guards they're going to look for a bigger three and D three and D guy. I I think Kaminga slides. I think he slides to the point where I think he's gettable. And if he's in that eight to ten range, I think you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't draft. If you don't try and go up and get him. Well, you know his his numbers. It's kind of funny. They're actually pretty comparable to what Zaire did. <laughs> you look at Kaminga. His efficiency numbers weren't very good. He averaged more points. Only thirteen games, I believe, played in the G League, according to these stats. But he shot thirty eight percent from the field. He shot twenty four percent from three, taking about five a game. It's a really really bad efficiency. But yeah, you're right. Like he's a premier he's, athlete. The, the physical gifts. The absolute physical gifts of that kid. And remember, he did that against grown-ass adults. If he did this against college kids, 
I would understand the comparisons between what he did, what him and Zaire did. Give sure. me Kaminga. Give me Kaminga if he's available. Well, and I was listening to, I, I don't, I think it might have been the first episode um, of the uh, of the podcast of doing the first through five picks, but also there had been the discussion of how to translate G League stats into the NBA and if it's harder or easier than co- players in college. And I think they're discuss. I think scouts had been discussing that. Yeah, it might even be easier just because you are playing against guys that have already been drafted. So you know these are players that NBA teams wanted enough to use a draft selection on them, something that is extremely valuable. If that doesn't work out, then they go into the G League. But you're right; these are adults that are very much so on the fringe of possibly making the NBA. And so I I could understand that way of thinking um, why the stats there are more valuable than what they are in college. Yeah, no, I really do believe that if he, like, the best thing about this is these scouts, especially when you're talking about G League teams, they have friends on these teams, and you can find out the background behind it. Now, if that's a part of the reason why he's sliding, then maybe this may be a mistake, but if we're talking about putting a kid in a situation where there's Greensboro, because at this point... I have kind of accepted the fact that whomever they're drafting is probably not helping you, helping you win or get to a at least a playing spot this season. So if that's going to be the case, give me the most gifted guy and put him in Greensboro. Let him sell tickets. Let him figure out the NBA game and then go from there. But for me, Jonathan Kaminga makes the most sense at number one. All right, Kaminga, the new number one, because you have him as a gettable player now. Um, yeah, and, and interesting stuff. We'll see if that actually happens uh, come NBA draft night. Just a little over a week away. July 29th is when this is going to be taking place. Can't wait to get there. This episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? You can save time and money when using rockauto.com. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil. They've even got new carpet. Go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. We got one more segment. We'll talk about some of our favorite prospects coming up next on the lockdown Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. I don't like doing that unless, like, I am totally annoyed. I don't drop the big joker in spades or that early. I don't drop the big joker. I only do it when I am officially annoyed, and I don't want to have this conversation. And I'm going to be real honest with you, Walker. I don't, the last thing I want to be talking about at 10 at night is Blake Griffin and the possibility of him coming here. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Before we get into some of the prospects, I guess as an NBA affiliated pod, we should talk about the impressive performance from Giannis Atenacumpo and the Milwaukee Bucks winning the NBA title last night. They beat the Phoenix Suns. They win the series four to two. And at the end of the game, it was Chris Middleton who hit a huge shot to separate him. But it was Giannis and his 50 point performance hitting 17 of his 19 free throws attempted inexplicably. So 
that guy is an awful free throw shooter, and he turned into Chris Paul. He turned into Steve Nash. I, they were wet too, Nada. I mean, they weren't even a couple of them bounced around the rim, but a lot of them were just straight into the net and he grabbed 14 rebounds. It's one of the best NBA finals performances I've ever seen. And if you were to press me and say, what is better? I would give you maybe LeBron game one. Uh, I believe that was the J.R. Smith game. LeBron was insane. Yes, it is. That is the J.R. Uh, Smith game. That is absolutely. I would give you the LeBron performance. I would give you some Shaq performances against the Indiana Pacers. Um, I, I don't maybe, maybe KD, I, I, Giannis is it right now. Yeah. It's so easy. Cause it was last night, but the guy went for 50 grab 14 and defensively was an absolute menace. Not a, I, it was insane. What we saw. Yeah. Like at this point, he's the best player on the planet. Like, did, like I love Kevin Durant. It's not him anymore. I love LeBron. It's not him anymore. Like for right now, it is Giannis Antetokounmpo who is the best player on the planet, and he played like it last night. 50-14, like you said, and, and, and just these awesome defensive performances. And I'm sitting there over at the West End for ACC Media Day, catching up with some folks, and like I'm watching this, and I'm just in awe, watching him bury free throw after free throw. And more importantly, if Giannis is going to hit 17 free throws in a game, like, you might as well just go home in the third quarter. Like, if he's going to only miss two free throws, and he, he had only missed two free throws up until, like, for a good portion up until, like, the third quarter, if I knew it was going to be like that, like, I'm going home. Chris Paul was better than I did, better than I was, because if, like, Giannis is doing this in three quarters and has enough gas to finish the fourth quarter and do some stuff, and he's doing it, yeah, I'm just going to go home now, film another State Farm commercial or something like that. <laughs> I hate to see it for Chris Paul. I want him to win. Um, but you love to see it for Giannis, who, you know, it, I, I remember that Toronto Raptors series where they lost in the first round, and that was 2017. And even then, that was the year that he won Most Improved Player of the Year. It was his first time being an all-star. And you could tell this team was ready to blossom. The next year, Jason Kidd holds them back, and they lose the first round of the Boston Celtics. But it does go seven games. Mm -hmm. It goes to show you, okay, even if it was like a two-seven seed series, Milwaukee still took them to the limit. And then Milwaukee obviously gets Budenholzer regular season. They destroy everybody. Finally, in the postseason, they figure enough out. Either way, congrats to uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. And go check out Locked on Bucks if you want to hear the NBA title and them celebrate up there. All right. Let's talk about some of our uh, favorite prospects. Not a, I guess you got Kaminga number one entering. Um, you know, we did these rankings already. And yeah. so I would say that there's probably seven. My, my top seven are players are staying the same. Your top seven of the rankings that I have. What'd you say? Are, are they staying the same? Are they staying the same? Because I, um, I, I've changed some stuff up with more information. Okay. Um, well, yeah, go, go ahead. You go first. You go ahead and give us your new uh, new top All right, seven. So I, obviously five. I have Kaminga first. Um, right after that, Book Knight, obviously. Moody's number three. Number four is Sangoon. And after that, Kai Jones is my number four. Yeah, you had Sangoon number two. Uh, in the last one, you had Kai Jones number four in the last rankings. Um, when we put them all together. So why uh, why a couple of those guys moving up, I guess? Is it who'd you have number three? Uh, Moody. Okay, Moody. Yeah, and, and you had Moody number five. So kind of the same. You just had Kaminga in there shuffling some things up. And so, um, yeah, that's the only thing that that made some things different. So are those going to be if if 
any of those players are the selection, you'll be happy with what the Charlotte Hornets did on draft night. Add add um Kispert to the list of happy and okay. I think that may be, yeah. There's only really one guy that I would be really really upset if they dra- if the Hornets drafted at 11. And we'll get All into right, that. All right, who's that? Davion well, who Mitchell. Davion Mitchell. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. I think I have about seven players that I would be excited to cool with. Other than that, I would leave the draft disappointed. So I, I'm not changing really my order. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the same guys. Zaire Williams, I love. Keon Johnson, I also very much like. Moses Moody is interesting because I have him third on my list. Mm-hmm. But also Moses Moody would leave me the least excited. I mean, it just seems like he's one of those plug in and he'll be a solid three and D player and doesn't do much else, but three and D is valuable. Three and, and D is somebody, needed on this roster. Like, the, and, and I get that. It's just, it's just, I don't think that there's a, a ceiling where you expect this guy to be able to take dudes off of the dribble to create for himself and others like that. That's just not what I get from Moses. And so even if I have him third, I feel comfortable with what his floor and his role can be a good player in the NBA. I just, I, I just feel like there's some untapped ceiling with some of these other prospects that I don't get with Moses. No, like I get it. Like, here's the thing. Moses Moody is like your grandmother giving you underwear for Christmas. You really don't necessarily want to like, you're mad that she got you underwear, but at the same time is one of those things like you really do end up really needing. So I get it, but this team needs a three and D guy. That's why he's so high on my list. Like, I, I do believe there's a portion of me that do believe that does believe that this team needs more three and D guys bigger than more than they need actually a center. That's how mm-hmm. important it is for me right now. Well, and, 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 and somewhat it is the same for Franz Wagner. I just think Wagner is a better defender. Um, and so if I, I think with him, I think the three point shooting percentage tailing off as the season went down is probably a little misleading as to what kind of shooter he can be. But I really like Wagner. It's why he was highly rated by basically everyone in this exercise. Uh, not I had him fifth. You had him come in at, I believe, number seven, if I'm not yes. mistaken. Uh, no, you had him three. Not excuse yeah. me. Oh, I'm sorry. So that is a change. I'm yeah, sorry. It's hard to go back yeah. and forth, but yeah. it was a change. You have him outside, but you still are relatively high on him um, as far as, you know, how you would be cool with it. With, um, with fit. Yeah. Like, the, like yeah. I said, the only guy like Keon Johnson for everything, he's he's just so physically gifted. I understand that why, why they would do it. The yeah, only, he's a freak, man. Like I mean, that dude is issue, absolutely insane. Like, the only issue I have is I have MKG PTSD where great athlete can't shoot a lick and you're going to have to basically break him down and build him back up. That's the only thing. That's the only fear I have with a Keon Johnson, but it makes sense to draft. But but the good news about Keon is that he rises very high in the mid range and that's a nice little go-to move for him. And that gives me hope that he can eventually get the feel out for a three point shot. I'm not saying you'll ever be a marksman, but it is somebody that I feel has that potential and it's not some God awful form that he's putting out there. The handle is what scares me along with the shot, right? Yeah. Like it's okay. He needs to tighten that up. I just think, I think it can be, good enough for him to attack his angles. If they get better, he'll just rise up and dunk on you. And the free throw percentage also isn't phenomenal. 
if that that stuff though just with the mid-range game i think that's what is allowing me to buy into some of that upside um along with just the unbelievable athleticism who else is on your Not list a, i i want to hear more about your list right now yeah so so those are some guys that i, w- I would be really happy with um usman garuba i know he's undersized it seems like a lot of people uh, he went i think mid-20s in this mock draft yeah i mean not a that guy is a defensive menace. Okay. Like he is the, the comparisons are somewhat Draymond Greeny. He's not Draymond. He's not. He's Paul Millsap, but he's Paul Millsap. That, that, that guy is Paul Millsap. And I, and the thing is, he's one of those guys that I want to know if OKC is, is trading up because if OKC wants 11 and Kaminga's gone, this, that, and the third, and you, again, the guys that you want are gone, but you, want two extra slots Garuba at 16 and then maybe a Keon Johnson or whatever's left. That sounds a whole lot. And like Garuba is a guy that I, I absolutely understand why you love him I, after what he did against team USA. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I understand. I completely. Understand. Yeah. Mike Schmitz put out that clip of him on Twitter, you know, going against Jeremy Grant and staying in front of him, playing good defense. I just think defensively it would cause a lot of mayhem. Now, I think his feel for the game is offensively his, I think he's got good post moves. I think he gets out of the floor really fast and it's what helps his undersized body go up and, and contest shots at the rim. I also just think he's a really good passer. Like they, some of those highlights with the ball in his hands, I think he can put the ball on the deck a little bit as well as just make an, a very, very nice passes. So it is Draymond like, right? We, yeah. we can't <clears throat> Draymond is so unique. No one's Draymond green defensively and even facilitating having that IQ. But I don't mind if you want to say he's a Draymond light like that. I I think that's a part of it, along with I mean, he doesn't shoot all that much. I don't love his shot. I don't think that's ever anything that you're going to be able to count on a ton. But it's also not worth exploring, right? Like some guys just enter the league. Okay, please, God, never shoot. We're never going to ask you to do that. Yeah. You know, we can explore with that a little bit with him. I I really like Garuba. I'd be excited about him. Um. The other guys that I have on this list, James Booknight, he's exciting for sure, yeah. right? Like if the shooting percentages are for real, totally get why you like Booknight. That'd be a fun backcourt. If you move on from a Malik Monk, you bring in Devante and you have LaMelo, you move on from Terry long-term, right? Like let's say plays out the rest of this contract and he's gone. You got Booknight there. Like I, I would be excited about Booknight just because of the tools that he's got within him. And the other guy that I have on this list is Jalen Johnson. Um, Jalen it's a little bit weird with the fit because he's got similar bodies that PJ Washington and miles bridges do, but he's awesome in transition. Uh, I think he's a good passer. Yeah. He can put the ball on the deck pretty well. Mm-hmm. I think the three point shot is misleading. He shot over 40% limited sample. It's not the best shot. It's almost like it, you know, it's real damn flat. Yeah. Um, But I think you can get arc on that. I just think he positions himself pretty damn well. I think he already uses angles. Well, I don't know what he does that I'm extremely excited about in the half court offensively. Like it's not somebody that I'm saying, go get me a bucket, give it to him on the three point line, you know, drive, create for others and everything. But I just think he's a monster transition player and he's really tantalizing. I I'd really like, and defensively, I think that is a guy. There is a lineup that works with PJ miles and Jalen all on the floor at the same time. And so while the fit is a little bit, 
and maybe an eyebrow raise, like, how are we going to make this work? I think that it's certainly worth exploring if if he's the highest guy on your board. Absolutely. And you got to wonder who's this year's uh, Cam Johnson, the guy that gets picked where you don't expect, and he turns out to be a legitimate contributor, contributor, if not more. So I get what you're going for here. I understand completely. So I just, I, you know what? I don't, uh, like, like Jalen Johnson is in that meh pile. Like, Garuba's in that meh, I understand pile. Like, those guys, like, there's, like, I don't hate there's a lot of guys in this draft where it's like, okay, I look at him, I understand exactly what they're going for if he was drafted. There aren't guys that I really would be like, nah, I really don't understand that pick. There's not that P.J. Washington response that I would have to to when P.J. Washington was, was drafted and I was wrong. Like, there are a lot of these guys that I really do see as talented, and it's just, okay, how does this work? That's where I'm at, and I get why Jalen Johnson, why you would love Jalen Johnson. The only thing that scares me is that he's never finished anything in the last two, 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 two and a half years. So there's that. That's it, though. Yeah, the guys that <clears throat> I guess both of us, I, I, you know, the other guys that I wouldn't be excited about, Sengun. I know you like Sengun. We differ on him. Um, yeah. I just think defensively, I'm really worried about him. But there's no doubt the the passing out of the post, the offensive skill that he has within the paint. It really is remarkable. We're both out on Isaiah Jackson, I believe. Um, not at not again. Not at eleven. Not at eleven. If he, if they trade yeah. down, yeah, I get it. But not Davion Mitchell, totally agree with you. Don't want him. And then once you get to Kai Jones at eight, you know, I, I, the, man, he does bring some crazy mobility at that size, and he can do some things other dudes that size just simply can't and never will be able to. But I think, I think the threshold for me is once we go from Book Knight to Kai, and I know that's your guy. We mm-hmm. disagree on him a little bit, but once we go to Kai, that's that's the bridge to would rather have gone to uh, somewhere else in my mind. Yeah, like there, there is a like where would you say I would rather draft these guys at like sixteen or eighteen and then trade down to get more assets. Where's that line for you? It's probably it's probably Kai Jones. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, because I mean, not a Usman could fall. Yeah. And if you're telling me that I could trade down and get Usman, you're gonna you've got you brought this up, right? The trade down people. Oh, Walker here. Well, you here. He wants to trade down after talking about it last year. That's true. But if you're telling me like if you have if, if Jalen Johnson, Usman Garuba, and I don't know Zaire Williams. Like all of those guys very much so could be available by the time you get to 11 and you could trade down a couple of spots if you really and wanted to two of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that would be something that would really excite me. Um, I, I that. Yeah. I, I think if, if you have those three guys available, I think that's something that I might just pull the trigger on if the right offer always contingent on if the right offer is on the table. All right, that wraps up this edition of Lockdown Hornets. Thanks again to Belt Bar and Spotify Green Room for supporting the show. Thanks to you guys for supporting the show. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Lockdown NBA, Hollinger and Duncan, and go check out the Lockdown NBA mock draft over on the Lockdown NBA podcast. Have a great day. We'll be back with you tomorrow.